welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, welcome Dan and Wayne. It's been a good week of footy. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Good to be back. Yeah, good, good, good to be here, boys. Uh, before we get into the footy, I just want to talk to some, the people that listen out there. I'm getting a lot of messages saying, can you get me a hat? Can you get me Eagles tickets? Unfortunately, we don't work for the Eagles. We wish we could. But if you want to do something, instead of messaging us, message the Eagles or email them or ring them and say, endorse Eagle Nation. And then we might be able to get you tickets and hats and stuff like that. They might be able to give them to us to give to you guys for free for prizes or something, but just uh, let you know, we're fans of the game and we're doing this for the fans of the Eagles. Spot on. Yep, all good. Alright, great weekend of footy, a couple of nine goal wins and a couple of nail biters, including our own. Um, are you liking what the footy's looking like now with the new rules? I know I'm going to sound a bit of a hypocrite because last week I had a guard about the mark, but I'm starting to like the brand of footy I'm seeing. Oh, I don't see the mark being an issue. The only thing is, is the players, I think they're used to it now. I think it's like anything. Once it starts, you evolve with the bloody uh, with the new rules, and you just get on, you just get on with it. And yeah, it's oh, it's pretty good to watch though the footy. Yeah, I think I said last week, uh, not a popular opinion that I do actually like that rule now. I just don't like the umpires uh, almost hesitating calling play on too quickly. Mm. And I've heard that from several sources. And you watch the games; the player won't deviate off his line. And I brought this up last week as well, and mm. it happened again this round. But they're just calling the play on way too quick because they're too skittish knowing the man can't go on the mark mm. that players will abuse that rule and so but it's like well that was the purpose of it was mm. to make them carry on so yeah. they're just calling play on so quick if you turn to divot to do a handball they'll call play on and say well he's not off his line he's allowed to take as long as he wants interesting one I don't know if you boys saw it but <laughs> there was one missed in our game uh, Bunger Hearn had a kick down on the uh, between sort of back pocket and half back and the uh, Bulldogs park he was moving side to side and the umpires looked away oh yeah it was a critical part of the game yeah. like there was only a, like a point in it and I thought now why isn't he playing that 50 metres and he never did that would have put Bunga down over between wing and half forward yeah. was he kicking out from goals oh, no no it was after oh. no because no, it was because kicking out of goals, he yep. he, once he's out, it's play on. But no, he he actually had a mark in the so just between back pocket and uh, half back. And this guy, I come out, he was definitely moving. And I thought, well, now why is the umpire paid it? And that was in a crucial part of that quarter. I've seen it happen in a few few games, and I saw it earlier on in the Eagles and Bulldogs game. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's that stand where they got to stand, and for somehow. We've kicked into the mark three times. Hmm. I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, it. But that's not just us. That's game-wide too. Yeah, People right. are trying to get around them. As soon as they move offline, they can say and play on, mm. which is then they're closing the gap. All right, I'm going to get your views on this. Um, we all saw the Brisbane and um, Geelong game. At quarter time, um, Chris Scott had to be pulled away from his players, conversing with uh, the Brisbane players. What was your take on it? Uh, is it good for the game? No, like they shouldn't. They're supposed to be the leaders in the AFL and set a good example. And it comes down to, do you want to see that local footy? Because that could go serious. If a coach goes up yep. and has verbal arguments with the other players, that could escalate very quickly. And that's what it comes down to. Not if you think it's funny to watch or anything like that. It is a serious issue. If it 
goes down to local footy. Yeah, look, I don't think it's a good look for footy. And Chris Scott, well, um, it's not the first time he's done it. It's the third time. And, uh, you know, history says, you know, he'd probably get a fine. But, you know, he's got to stop doing it. He's a, he's a sook. I don't believe coaches, and I do a lot of coaching, as you guys know, in basketball and, and I've done in football, coach should never interfere with a player. When, when I, I mean, I coach basketball now. We're not allowed to say, make one comment to any opposition players, and nor should we. And um, I and I don't think a coach should ever interfere with what the player what's at the players. That's between the players. It's not the coach's role. But yeah, and I agree. And my thing is there. It, you, you, as a coach, you tell your players don't get involved in that shit. Mm. Think about the game and here is he going against you know that rule, but. What we didn't see on the camera was Chris Fagan and Chris Scott having a bit of a fracker yeah. on the way back up. I saw the footage of that. Uh, they got it from the goal line, and they were both. They didn't get closer to it, but you could see they were remonstrating the the entire time they were walking back each side of the dugout. Mm. And you see Fagan throw his arms up in the air and kind of like point at him at one stage. Mm. So Fagan, but in all honesty, I don't blame Fagan. Mm. Um, it's exactly what Wayne said, and he's yeah. the best person to get an opinion on because he's actually a coach. Yeah. And you don't do it. So Fagan's seen that, and he would be so shocked and appalled yeah. that he's well, he's, done that. he's doing it to his players. Yeah, so. and I've, I've never seen any other coach do it, really. Yeah, yeah. and let's face it, Chris Scott's the biggest whinger in football. That's what I'm saying, he's a sook. I bet you didn't yeah. whinge at the last bloody free kick that should have been paid. Exactly. Oh, of course he didn't, yeah. And uh, you got to give it to Brisbane. They had um, Greg Swan on the radio, and he said, well, look, there's nothing we can do about it. Let's move on. Um you know, a lot of play, uh, people would have sit there and gone, well, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. So they did the right thing, just not commenting on it and moving on. And we all know they were ripped off. Sounds like a few players got a few good words into Scotty anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did better, yeah. I'd give it to him anyway. Um, oh, look, um, on the run sheet it says questions without notice, but seeing I sent you the wrong one, you've got notice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dan, did you read them? No. <laughs> I'll be so <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a couple from uh, Facebook. So Glenn Winter Smith on Facebook asks, "What's your opinion on whether Nick Nat's hit-out targets have been predicted by opposing teams? Is it a lot more or not these days? Should he be changing it up more often?" What is it? The flipper, the bopper, the over-the-topper? No, like even with a decimated midfield. Like, I saw a highlights package on, on the couch. Yep. And he still got it to Callie mm. and Sheed in, like, mm. so many yep. times yeah. where you can't predict because you don't know where he's going to. And that's the best thing about our midfield. Bondon Pelly was uh, interviewed on SEN and they asked him, what's it like, you know, being in the centre with Nick Nat? And he goes, the guy does a freak. And he goes, you have to... It's not just the flicks that he does. Once he's on the ground, he's like... You know, yeah, you don't want to be tackled by the guy. So, um, yeah, I don't think the teams are working it out at all. So, eleven sets of clearances. It's so. a good question by, uh, by Glenn because the only time I think I've I've been seeing he's getting caught out or not caught out, but read of it is on the boundary throwings more than anything. Yeah, stoppages. Yeah, yep. stoppages. And, but in the centre, I mean, I, I would have loved to seen when when they kicked that first goal. Uh, or even towards uh, or when they're about seven points up, I would love to have seen him that. They'd had a ruck play where he just yeah. smashed it down, sent it yeah. forward, and he had too. a runner and got a meterage on it. But I, I, I know, think, I think, I think it was Trent Cochin once said, he goes, "You almost don't want to go back to the centre when you're playing the Eagles because uh, you know Nick." Funny enough, that Nat's going to Scott. Chris Scott was it? Chris Scott. Chris Scott. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Sookie. <laughs> he's probably sooking about having to go back to the 
the centre for a clearance. We spanked him over there. But see, eleven centre clearances too. It's not just his tap work. His work in that in the centre of the ground after a goal I think, or a beginning game, yeah. he's so elite. To get 11 clearances as well, I've never seen... Okay, so I've seen... I thought it was 14. Run, I think he had 14 disposals, 11 of oh, right. centre clearances. Yeah. I could be wrong, but, yeah. Yeah. but I've never seen someone impact so much in the centre clearance. I've seen better... I've put mm. Cox as a better ruck, but I've seen yeah. better ruckman all around, but enough, no one do what he does in the centre. Nah, I would yeah. like to see him work on his kicking a bit better because yeah. he's kicking yeah. in a hurry. Is that one where... Drops the ball too high. Well, we'll, goes we'll, side we'll, we'll talk about but, kicking and another yeah. player in the final siren coming up. Mark Mitchell on Facebook. He asks, um, Brander is dominating the waffle in the midfield. Why isn't he getting in the senior side? And it comes down to team balance, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently inside. I mean, we, we had a laugh, Wayne mm. and I, that week, the fact he was just being played everywhere still. Yeah. But he's actually playing a lot more on the inside. Um, just... Which is like, would Kelly get kicked out? Would she get mm. kicked out? Would Redding get kicked out? I don't think they would because they would like a wing type and they've tried that with him to guard space. It didn't quite yeah. work. Um, but you, you need to settle him in the position. But Whether it's inside mid, you I, need to stay one spot. I read in the first game where he played a fair bit in defence. Mm. And he was, because he was he took 10 marks in defence. And I know last weekend... He kicked, uh, he kicked a couple of goals in the forward line. So Oscar's probably possibly well, he might be out this week, so you might find him in the, in the forward my, line. My, my thing is find a position for him and leave him there mm. because, um, uh, you know, guys get confused if they're swung around too much. Just quickly, I don't actually mind where he plays either. Mm. Like if he's... He's not a winger to me. No, not wing, but I mean in, we're doing more inside, back, right. forward, mm. but just leave him in yeah. that one spot. All right, if you were the Eagles, would you sign Kennedy and Hearn up for an extra year right now? Yes. Um, I would wait till, till the... Uh, I'd wait till uh, towards the end of the year. Even with the way the game's played, the the full forward yeah. seems to be back in vogue. Yeah. Um, it's a lot less taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, to me, if it was me, I'd be, I'd be signing them up for an extra deal. Well, I, I, I jumped the gun there because there's always obviously injuries. I would, yeah. But then again, I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. Even if they're out for the rest of the season, they've probably seen enough in two rounds that you yeah. can go I, I remember what Darren Glass said. He got signed up the year before yeah. and then he played on the next year and he, and he last half of the year. He says, yeah. it catches you very, very quickly. Does, and he yeah. said you'd be very surprised. Well, Bunga was on SEN South Australia today and he's basically said that. They said, how are you feeling? He goes, look, at the moment I'm playing good football. I have not thought about retiring. Mm. He goes, but it can come up in you really quickly. From And he, he said, Darren Glass. Mm. And he said, but, you know, if my body's feeling right and I'm playing good football next yeah. year, I can't say, well, I wouldn't. Yeah. But we'll get to it. He I, goes, I'm not thinking about it. I would say they're on a verbal thing with the Eagles. Guys, let's have a look yeah. at the end of the year. If you're going well and you can get through pre-season and you reckon you can go, we'll get we'll give you another yeah. year. I reckon because they've earned that right. They've got yes, that. Yes. They've got the and numbers. And their forms on. there as yeah, well. Of course. That's the big. Thing. I mean, Bunga's probably our best player in the first two games. Yeah. Will Leon Cameron be coaching the GWS next season? And was the Fremantle game a coach killer for him? If I was, or is it too it's early? It's always hard, you know, mm. putting myself out. But no, I don't. I'm not happy with what he's done there now in a rebuild mm. stage. He's had the chance to take a young side to the grand mm. final. He he made the grand final, but he's failed. So it's like, did you? Is he the man you want for another five to ten years to rebuild and go again? Yeah, all right. It's hard to know the mm-hmm. ins and outs here, but yeah, you know, look, they could. Who knows? They could, after four games, they could be I don't know zero and four, whatever they are. 
but you never know after 10 games they could be 6-4 and four. so you could, yep. you could as we all know it can turn around very very quickly Swans well, famously did that a few years ago didn't they yeah 0-6 and 0-6 zero and, zero and, and they made they the made, finals yeah, yeah they didn't impact the we finals did our, but they made no, it we did it ourselves last year so um, yeah but the sa- is the same can be said for da- uh, David Teague at the Carlton. Yeah. Is this week's game against Frio another coach killer game? No, I, I want to say no because mm. Carlton's biggest problem is they keep swapping coaches. Well, the, it's, it's a tough. Well, a tough the rumor is that they keep swapping. The rumor is circulating in Melbourne today that Ross Lyon has been approached by Carlton board. Mm, see, I heard he'd been approached by Collingwood as well. But you know the whole key to this whole And he was a Carlton fan growing up. I tell you the key to this whole thing is Alastair Clarkson. Mark my words. I don't think any I don't think any appointments will be made until until he's fully committed to Hawthorne. And don't be surprised to see a change there. All right. Him to go to a different strike team. That's all I'm saying. To Collingwood. <laughs> Will we see the return of a hundred goal full forward this season? No, not this season. But it, it, the new rules opens the door to that in the future. But yeah. Tex Walker, he's got an average of five point five a game. He'll, he'll drop off. <laughs> yeah, it sounds harsh. He's had great games, but he's obviously going to drop off. It's good to see that their full forward is back in vogue, but as they are saying, because yeah. it is um, there's there's less stoppages in the forward line. But I'm going to bring it up at the Eagles game. Uh, something about our forward line. Our forwards did really great, but there's just something that I saw in there. I'll bring it up. And this is for you guys now, and I'm going to talk about this straight after in Final Siren. I think Eagles are lacking some run. Do the Eagles look at a player like Jason Johannesson at the end of the season? Because here's room and he is wanting out. Uh, no, because he was their emergency on the weekend or the sub. Like, mm. I'm, I'm always apprehensive getting a player that's not in the best 22 every week. Yeah, we've got two, we've got two this year that yeah. aren't really the reason, performing. The reason I brought it up is we lack a bit of spark and run. Yeah. And I don't... We'll, we'll talk about it in the final siren. Let's bring up the final siren. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got one question for you. All right, we well, bring yeah, it and drop it. In this one, this After two rounds, which team do you guys think has one that's really surprised you the most? Oh, I've got two. Swans, mm. all right. And that's a that's a given, mm. but um, and it's only because Buddy come back and they've got some youngsters, Lynn Goulden and um, Logan McDonald, um, Braden Campbell, that, and they playing a totally different game of football mm. than what they used to. And I'm going to say Fremantle. Watching them on the weekend was like they had. If they play like that, they're going to win more games than they lose. Um, I'll give you two. I'm and I hate that. saying that. With uh, Logan McDonald, so mine's Swans as well, Golden, you know, there's just so many young players yep. in there. But mine's also Geelong. They were very lucky to win that Brisbane game. They could mm. have been 0 and 2. And they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. They were up as favourites with the Tigers. And a lot's been made of our age. Now, they're an older side. And I think they're looking quite slow right mm. now. But they were it missing. Could change, but. They were missing Dangerfield, Duncan, Menangola, Cameron. Which, off it, will come back in the they, team, will make them a they, different side. They also didn't have Cameron last year, though. Yeah, I know, they but they're going to have a different side. And you compare that to the Eagles, and we'll talk about the Eagles game serving, yeah. but just in the question, we had Bailey Williams out, we had Yo out, we had Shuey out, we had Rioli out, and we had Waterman out. And then you can mm. go to the fringe plays if you wanted the other Ruckman, Jamison, who plays for this game, or Cameron, who we've talked about, Oshia's pubis. So we had outs too, and I find we're performing a lot better. 
then Geelong have, and let's not forget their first loss was to Adelaide, the yeah. wooden spooners. Yeah, all right. Yeah, mine, mine is Sydney. Right. I've watched them two games, and I can't believe how. And I watched. I, went, I actually went back and watched a game they played last year, and I can't believe how much Longmire has transformed that game to what they never used to play, and that's through the middle, fast running. They they've changed their whole game. Style. Yeah, it is. Do you know it's, who? In, it's it's really, really good. Do you know who's at the Swans right now? So Longmire was getting a lot of credits for it. Do you know who's there? Yeah. Who? The ex Eagle. Don Pike. Yeah. Don Pike is there. Mm. And the other He's a good strategic well, big cops. Yeah. <laughs> so Don Pike joined yeah. them mm. and their game style is so vastly different. Mm. And remember our game style not long ago before Simo was there was a handball and run game style. And who was there? Don, Don, Pike. Don Pike. And that's what I'm saying. And Adelaide mm. made a grand final taking mm. the play on. So mm. I think he's imposing that himself a bit on the swans. Yeah. And you've seen that on the field. Yeah. All right, let's get into the final siren. Well, the Eagles looked to have the game in control and in the bag until very late when Bulldogs kicked five of the last seven goals. And it was a repeat of 2020. Bond and Pally kicks the last goal and wins the game again. Uh, Bulldogs 14-16-100 to Eagles 14-9. Bruce kicked three. Norton three, Bond and Pally three for the Bulldogs and the Eagles had Kennedy four, Darling three and Jones three, Ryan two. Um, yeah, where do we start, boys? Um, it was one of those games. It was a game. It was a game of the year for me so far in round two. If you well, can say that, it's funny you say. Like, let's take our Eagles hats off for a second because losing sucks. Let's all be honest. Take that off. That was a ripping game by mm, both yep. teams. Such vast contra- contrasting styles. Yep. We got our strengths, and it played out exactly how you thought it would be. We were just hoping the score would be different. Uh, Waitley's come out and said the exact same thing as you. Have we already seen the best game of the year? Montagna came out, and he said, you've just seen two contenders this year. He said they've both proven that at the point of the year, they're going to be two big contenders the way they played. Mm. Um, and you've got to take positive out. As an Eagle, even though we lost, we've got ins. They had close to their best 22 mm. out there, and yet we very well could have won that game. Mm. It came down to the dying minutes. Whenever a game comes down to dying minutes, it could go either way. Well, I look at this game and the last time we played them, and it was one contrasting thing that we were missing. And he's got a groin issue. Mm. Elliot Yo. Mm. Right, because... With him in, he holds somebody like Bonnampelli accountable. Uh, Bonnampelli had 30 disposals, three goals, 14 square involvements. And let's say, look, he was a difference. Mm. He was the main difference at the end of the game. Um, the coaches' votes show that. Both Marcus Bonnampelli got 10, McRae got 8, Nat Newey 5, Shea 3. I'm very surprised at that. Dunkley 2 and Norton to Jack McRae to me 41 possessions he goes under the radar I said this but last week but he doesn't he it, goes under the radar but he doesn't week. hurt you well you're super pro but he, if it, you look at it if you look at his efficiency rating which averages nearly 80 odd percent yeah his efficiency so, rating's great but yeah, it, but, no, but, but that means he's getting 41 touches so let's say 37 I'm going to a teammate that's that that to me that's I, it's, I know. I know what you're saying. I look at this. Yeah, me, I look. Forty-one. He hurts, he hurts every team every week. I, I look at his. Um, you know, I rate him. forty-one touches. But how many score involvements did he have? Mm. You know, to me, you can get all these little handballs half half back and link up and all that. But to me, it's like a fullback kicking out now. Mm. 
you get 25 kicks, and if somebody kicks 15 points and you're kicking out everyone, there's 15 kicks. But that's, no, no, you know what I mean? That's only 15. See, I'm more leaning towards Wayne here. I don't think he's as damaging as Bontepalli, mm. but that's their game style. Yeah. They're very possession and handball and run time. That's their game style. So he's playing the way his coach wants him to. Mm. If yep. he played in another side, a different system, let's let's cut Eagles out because we're mm. too biased. Let's say he played for a Hawthorne that's still a very kicking-heavy mm. side. Would he then lower his possessions down to 30? And then you can see him as the more damaging player. He's getting 41 with less damaging possessions, but that's the role he's playing at the Dogs. And you say possessions, they had 100 more handballs than the Eagles, but that showed you the differences in the team. They had the handball, quick um, overlap run, where we slowed it down, kept it in the air. And you look at up forward, our forwards were brilliant. Mm. Every forward contributed. Um, what's his name? Jermaine Jones. Show Petricelli how it's supposed to be done. Free goals. Didn't have the ball as much, but still got free goals. He impacted. Well, I'll be the demon here. I thought the scoreboard flattered us. Yeah, and that's my my, my opinion. And we were kept in the game because of their were, bad kicking. They were. I saw. I saw Aaron Norton miss three sitters that he should not have missed. Yeah, I'm gl- they kept I, us in I, the I game. Saw, I saw him miss six yeah. shots. And I'll go back on again. If you take your hat off away from the Eagles, everyone's whinging about that one free kick for Brisbane Lions. But Brisbane Lions kicked the same thing, kicked themselves completely out of the ground. Scoreboard pressure yeah. is one of the yeah. main. If you're going to have the and Bulldogs did this against Collingwood the week before, yeah. 159 more disposals. But if you did not hurt them on the scoreboard, you yeah. can have 300 more disposals. Yeah. It, the scoreboard pressure is probably the most important stat in the game. Yeah. And and it showed, like, everyone had a go at Crips, you know, a minute into the final quarter, and misses a goal that he kicked nine times out of ten. Mm. But that let them back into the game. Very much so, but to talk about it, I'm really glad you brought this up. I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I disagree. But I wanted to talk about it because that's what the dogs do. Mm. I, I was expecting that. Like, well, you touched on how great our forwards is mm. capitalising, and it is. And I was expecting that. Mm. I was expecting to have more shots and more inside 50s mm. because that's their game style. They lack, because even Norton was a fullback. Mm. He was drafted as a fullback. Mm. Wallace was uh, a midfielder, um, halfback maybe. Yeah. Um, but he was a backman. They've got makeshift forwards they're putting up there. Josh Bruce is the only one that's actually. A forward. A forward. Yeah, yeah. But he, this is his third club because he's not that great. Had no. a good game on the weekend, kicking yeah. three goals. But I was expecting that. So I don't ever look at the Bulldogs, oh, they should have won by more because that's them. They're not good goal kickers. They're not good at scoring. They get enough of it in there, get enough shots mm. and, and win the game. Well, their weakness to me is their defence and we capitalised on that mm. because yeah. our, our forwards did the role they were supposed to play. And you, you take that any day of the week. What... The Eagles, and this is a question I want to ask you, do do the Eagles need to change or tweak the style of game they play to stay in the hunt to be a top four? Because to me, our midfielders are not scoring goals, and they haven't halfway through last year either. Our midfielders are just not scoring goals. I, I still don't think we've got, at the moment, we've only got two good midfielders. One turns it over too much in sheet. I'll be again to the demon here. Plays really well. Oh, I'm glad you said it, not turns, me. Turns the ball over. 50% disposal. Um, but he, he played good. More, but again, they're doing this own. Gaff's out of form. Redden's way out of form. Um, Nelson Nelson came on the third quarter. He actually tagged Bond and Pelly in the third quarter. 
held him down to a few possessions. Four possessions he had. And yeah, the... uh, but then Bonapelli is such a great player. Which he's tr- the top five players in the competition. He's just pulled Trelaw, away. Trelaw's the one that had the most possessions in the last quarter. Yeah. And I didn't even notice it. No, I didn't so notice it. I didn't notice it. He had he's, 10 possessions. Now, he's one I'd say does not damage you. Yeah. It's, and I think, I don't know if you remember last week, I said in the podcast, and I even said on the, on the TNG thing in the Eagle Nation, is that... The only thing that's going to hurt the Bulldogs is the I think they lack a key forward, a good key forward. Yeah, if, they, if they had a Josh Kennedy or oh, yeah. a Jack Darling, if they had a bloody, you know, like a, even Logan McDonald, they'd recruited him. They would have, a, they would have a very, very because they got the they got the midfields to get it down to them, and they've got the runners that. So like, you, kind of that, 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 that's that, kind of my point mm. was the fact they don't. That's what they're. Lacking. That's probably what they're lacking. And I agree a hundred percent because they get it in enough. They just don't have the goal scores. Yeah. Uh, getting back to your question, was it? Um, no, I don't think because we ended up, and I was amazed. At this I mm. thought we we're going to get blown. Mm. I said last week the clearances. I thought, and we did to start the game. We came mm. back. Um, Sheed and Nick Nat, I think, had eleven clearances each, um, and we've got personnel coming in. Mm. That's the big thing, and. Now a lot of people are saying um, Bulldogs can win it. They're a dark horse. They're a roughy, And we showed we um, can match it with them. And we've got improvement. The only player... Do you think there's any players really come into their best 22? I can think of one for the Bulldogs. Oh, look, I don't... Easton Wood. Easton Wood. Yeah. yeah. And he's not like a game changer either. Mm. He's just a good, reliable defender. Yeah. Mm. So that's the only one where, if let's say, end of the year, we have to play them in the pointy end of the season finals. It's going to be at the MCG. They're not on Etihad, which is their home ground. Yep. And hopefully we got the personnel back. I took enough confidence out of that game to say, right, it played out exactly what we thought, but our game style, even though we lost, can beat that mm. if it comes off. And there was a few crucial turnovers we made. I'm not crucifying any players that could have you know, helped ice the game a little yeah. bit as well. Yeah, but that happens in all games of football. To me, I think we just need to tweak it a little bit. Gaff's not... The, Gaff, the game's running... So fast now, and it's not just Gaff, it's players like Bradley Hill and that, that Isaac Smith on the wings that love the outside run. The game's getting through the centre. Mm. It's gone through the guts. I couldn't believe how much the ball went through the guts. Yeah. So if you want to um, utilise Gaff, put him in inside mid, not outside. Put yeah. Leave Redden out outside mm. and, and bring Gaff inside. Because Gaff's going to get the ball. Redden. Outside, it's just gone past. Redden's disappointed me a bit. Yeah. And, and Xavier O'Neill has probably got to step up a bit too. But I don't want him too critical him because he's only a young boy. Yeah, but I know we say young games, boy. but he's got, he's got to step up now. There's a lot of young mids around in the comp now that are stepping up straight away. Yeah. And I don't want to be critical of him as well, but to me, we've got a slow midfield. Mm. Well, we look slow. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's slow because when you got the ball, you look fast. But yeah. we, there was a few things there where Langdon and O'Neill, and I think it was Langdon and Gaff the next time, we'd, we looked like we were jogging. Yeah. But they would just run off their feet. I just think if we've got a midfield and we've got youngsters, put somebody... I just don't think O'Neill's the answer that when you've got a Redden in there mm. who's already slow. He's not over quick. And he's not a good kid. And an endurance beast, but he's not quick. You know what I mean? Mm. I just don't think that was the right mix. And maybe we need to start using some of our youth and going, look, chuck True in. Mm. Um, chuck Winder in. See what they got. Do you know who's surprisingly very quick? And I mean very, very quick. He made top three or five in the AFL sprint. Brander. And we just talked about being an inside mid. Mm. Well, let's... Pace. But who's... It's funny because you didn't contradict yourself, but 
you said like pace, you need pace. One of the players you said so out of form is Bradley Hill. Now he has pace to burn, but to me it's like that can help say a, Briz, uh, a Western Bulldogs game style when you're mm. running. But we also touched on if you turn the ball over and you've got mm. lacking skills, we mentioned with Nick Nat, it can hurt mm. you if you're not kicking right. So to me, it, you watch the TV and if you get burnt in the run, you're like, oh, that's our problem. But that player, 10 minutes later, could spray it and you can actually get a goal from a turnover. It happens yeah, so yeah. frequently. So I'd rather a player have a better kick in today's game than a player have beat, have yeah. pace. And a precision your, kick. Your favourite player, Petroselli, is a quick player, was a yeah, but is that saving him? No, no, no. But the thing is with Petrocelli, he doesn't put himself. Shouldn't have mentioned. He can't have mentioned He doesn't put himself. He doesn't put himself in the positions to use his mm-hmm. pace. And if he put himself in, like when I was at the game, and I don't want to harp on it, open space, and he's standing there on a guy, and he's just standing when the ball's gone across. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just mean like yeah, I know what you're talking attributes about. Attributes yeah. and speed in yeah. today's game. Even now, it's opened up more. I think. When you first heard the game over more, I thought you're going to need pace. But I'm finding the opposite now. It's quick kicks. Quick yeah. kicks, opening Precision up, kick. and then you run. But, but if, if you, we're going to be a top four team, you've got to go to what? You've got to go start from the top. Yeah. You've got to be Richmond. They've got Prestia, they've got Edwards, they've got Dusty, and they've got Cochin. And then they've got a couple of, and they've got um, the big guy, McIntosh, running through the middle as well. That's what we've got to match. So we've got to get players in that can match Matt. Yo. Willie, Wony, who knows? It's hard to say. He's got to get through this big block of training. We've got to get him back in. Hasn't played for over 12 months. That's a lot to come in. And, to, to and Willie Riola, when he comes back in, might answer all our questions. Yeah, um, that's next year. Just don't be surprised. I know they've been talking Simon Gaff, and the media's made a lot of it. Watch Gaff. I reckon he'll be inside this week. I do have a theory on Gaff. Do you want to hear it? It's a bit of a random one. I just I'll reckon... I'll make it quick. With Kelly and Sheed in the guts, um, we're winning a lot of clearances with Nick Nat. They're averaging, and it's a small sample size, mm. only two rounds. They're averaging over 28 possessions each a game. Mm. And they're cutting and being direct through the centre. They're skipping gap. That's what I'm saying. He's on the outside yeah. to bring him in. So it's like, I think them having such good form and they like to kick. Kelly loves to kick. Sheed mm. loves to kick. So it's not handballs to a mm. loose gaff to run and kick. Yeah. I think their form has made his decline slightly. It's just an interesting theory. Yeah, well, I, I just think because they're not going wide anymore and we're going for the guts, he's been out too wide yeah. and he needs to come in. Well, let's see what happens because yeah. no greater mentor yeah. than Simo. Yeah. One of the, he's one of the, don't be underestimated, he played over 300 games in the middle of the ground. Well, we're great. One of the great midfielders that's uh, gone through the game. I'm going to get on to Port Adelaide because we might run out of time, but... Um, Brass played really good. Jack Darling, all the forwards played pretty good. Sheed had a great second half. He had 26 disposals, 11 clearances. But one thing I friggin' hate, and it's pissing me up the wall, is when he's back of the centre, he just puts the ball onto his boot and beats it over his shoulder. He's got so much time just to have a look. Mm. When he's forward of the ball, he is... I, I prefer Sheed forward of the ball, and when he's forward of the ball, he is brilliant. Mm. But when he gets behind the ball, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's perceived pressure. I'm going to watch it again this week, but I'm hoping, and a lot of people are saying it, so hoping he changes it up. Yeah, Bunga Hearn had a great game. Yeah. Another great game. Another great game. Thanks, well, let's get on to uh, the power because we need to turn it out this week. It's bounced down. 
Yeah, we've been off air um, speaking about the game. We could have gone for another hour, the final siren. <laughs> Bounce down. Eagles versus Port Adelaide uh, this Saturday night at Optus. Um, it's going to be an interesting game because Port are now the flag uh, favourites, but people seem, seem to forget that they played Essendon and they played North Melbourne. This is everyone saying, oh, it's a test for West Coast. Well, to me, I say it's a test for Port Adelaide as well because we're the first real final eight side that they've got to play this year. Hopefully, uh, Shui comes in, but I'll, I'll be honest, and I always am a bit nervous with games. Mm. Um, Maybe a bit more of this, so whenever I've got a family member that supports the opposition team, and sadly I've got a port supporter um, living down Mandraway, a good friend, or he's actually a brother, but I like to keep that quiet because he goes to port. <laughs> nah, but we're, we're favourites for this game. That actually surprised me, gone with TAB agencies, and quite significantly favourites, and mm. that's shocked to me because I think this is a danger game and an important game to win for both sides too. Yeah, I agree. I, um, and... Regardless of who they played, it's the quality of football they play, and it's the the work rate they're showing through the, especially through the middle of the ground. They've got they've got a good young center uh, center field that runs very hard. Anyone that's got Robbie Gray in the forward line is enough to be a headache. Big Charlie Dixon, he 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 draws attention for a start. So Tommy's going to have to. It's going to be a great test for him. Um, and their back line's very... Jonas Jonas is a very underrated backman. He he works very hard. Darcy Brin-Jones. Darcy, Darcy Brin-Jones, who won Aaliyah, the, who won, he won the Ferris and Best last year. Mm. Yeah, and Leo Aaliyah. So, look, they've got a good all-round team. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a test for them, but it's, I reckon it's going to be a, a, a bigger test for us because, you know, this would see how good we are from... Was last week's game. We're this Our Bulldogs and Eagles around those top six yep. teams. Um, this is where you've got to prove it against these teams. And they've got a good record over here, Port. They like playing here. Yeah, well, they. Um, I think they beat us... They beat us here last year. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell yeah. Well, since 2017, they've won three by 48 points, 42 and 32 points, mm-hmm. so an average of 40 points. And when we've won, we've won four since 2017 by yeah. 10, 2, 42 and 10. Two after the siren, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, when they win, they win good. Um, and I think the last time they played up the stadium was, yeah, they won 13, 17, 95 to 8, 5. And I think it rained that day, mm. I think, from memory. Game. And um, it was a horror game for the Eagles. Um, they played the ugly ball, remember? Yeah. So I'm expecting that again. Uh, you just said tab at sports bet. It's the other way. Poor Adelaide are favourites, but only well, margin. Must have changed yeah, after the dogs. Are yeah. But um, that's betting. That's um, I try not to um, promote betting. So and don't worry, Port are under a lot of pressure this year because yeah. they're at, they're at, they're at a place where a window is very much open for them. And yep. Kenny Hinckley will be under a lot of pressure to. You know, get, follow up from last year. From last year, and one kick out of the grand final last yeah, year. Yeah. Look, like let, let's talk about some of their players. Zach Butters. Hmm. Um, he's had a great two games. Again, look at the opposition. Dan Houston. Somebody was saying in Melbourne that he's the best kicker in the AFL. And when I was looking at division, he's got a really good kick. He is a really good kick. But they did say there was one better. And can you guess who it is? If you read the run sheet, you'll know who it is. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. No. You play for the Eagles. I was... Dom Sheet. Who? Dom Sheet. Nah, Liam Ryan. Liam Ryan, really? They, they tout Liam Ryan in the East Coast, the best kick in the AFL. Oh, crap. Going into 50 and that, so that's a big rap. Um, but let's, uh, we're getting off 
topic there, they, like you said, you got Dixon up forward, but Georgiades, he kicked four on the weekend as well. Uh, so they've got height down the back. They've got Robbie Gray. You know, when he plays good, they usually win, but I reckon they'll put, we'll put our blanket on him. Old Shep yeah. will come in. Um, Dersma, is Dersma playing? Dersma's playing. He kicked a goal last week. Which is the one, who's out then? Is it Connor Rosie? Yeah, he's been out. He's due back though. Yeah, they're saying I read, a, back. I read an article this morning, he's yeah. due back now. Oh, it says TBC on uh, for Connor Rosie. It was an um, this morning paper what, about him. The one player that... Won, Motlop. We need to really shut down his boat for me. Yeah, Travis Boak. Travis Boak, yeah. From the get-go, you tried Nelson on boat, just put Nelson on boat, and just take that one player out. He's... Like a fine Limited his effectiveness. Well, he's just getting better with age, Boke. And I'm thinking, just take him out and then you're going to have to rely on the kids. And their kids are guns, but can the kids take the like the mantle of the number one player that yep. has to carry that side? Because mm. right now you've got the Bokes, you've got the Robbie Grays, even Joe Dixon, you know, you've got Joe's back. The older players carry that side... And then the X factor is the young kids. The jazzy side of it is yep. the young kids. Yeah. Take yeah. out some of their senior players, and mm. can the young kids and carry you got, them? You got Ollie Wines too, who's very effective. You know, like last week, Zach Butters thirty six disposal. Ollie Wines thirty eight. Yeah, but Houston twenty five. You know, Dersma twenty four. Ex- Lysat had twenty one possessions last week. Uh, again, uh, and that it, and that looks good. But I look at the opposition, and I don't rate Essendon. And I don't rate North, right? So that's why I think we're going to be a bigger test. And if a if Port beat us convincingly, I'll jump on the wagon too and say they're the team to beat. They'll need to play a lot more. They're going to have to play a better game of football because we play a better game of football than the other two teams. Um, they've got two ruckmen, which is um, ex Eagle Lysett and uh, Laddams. So how the how the Eagles going to approach us this week? Because honestly, you can't play Vardy. He, he's had. He's only in there because of Williams not being fit. Now, you can't play him, honestly, but they will. Uh, I'm so... I'm quite vocal off like camera, uh, off mic. I am so disappointed of late, and he's yeah. a massive weakness. Mm. I find players that are young will cop it a lot quicker than some senior players. But to me, if you're a senior player, you're supposed to lead by example. Mm. And he's had, what... Six, seven disposals hmm. entire. That's his whole season oh. in both games. Yeah. He's he's not impacting the play. He only had hmm. one hit out last week. Um, I would put anyone in there. Well, I, I just put Archie in the right over him. Well, this if you're going to lose a hit out and you're not having an impact around the ground, I mean, Bulldogs do it with Josh Duncan. Well, this is what I'd do. I'd take Vardy out of the game. Because, like you said, he played 44% of game time last week. That's less than Nick yeah. Nat, right? Um, so, to me, you might as well not have him in there. I'd have, if Oscar's fit, you pinch hit him, and I'd be playing Brand up forward. Yep. And that's what I'd be doing. And or either, either pinch, see if Brandon can do the ruck. Pinch hit and let Nick expose when he's on Laddams. Um, probably can see to lot. Lysa's really good around the um, ground. Um, Eagles fans, a lot of Eagles fans didn't like Lysa, but he's playing good football mm. and he has ever since uh, he's been at Port. So I, I it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good barometer just watching. Nick Nat versus mm. Lysett because uh, Lysett knows how he plays. It's, it's going to be. He's a Premiership Ruckman. Yeah, it's, 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 anyone's it's, played with a Premiership. It's yeah. going to be good. And it's too bad. He's, you know, he's got Gorn and Grundy's scalp on his belt from 2018, mm. too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... And I'm just looking at the injury list. Um, they've got basically got no injuries. Goldsack, 
he's only a rookie. That's funny how you can say he's a rookie. Um, six to eight weeks. Riley Bonner out for a hamstring. Lockie Jones out with a hamstring. You guys said Kona Rosie's playing footy. I'm playing this week. So he's an in. Eagles, Allen's a test. Shuey. Well, I got told today, basically, he's playing. If he gets through training today, he's playing. Um, Waterman's back in the waffle. Can't wait to see the snake. Yeah. And when he comes back to the Eagles, I think it completes him a bit as well. I think it's going to be good. Um, that's why I'm saying Brander's time is now. Chuck him in. Put Oscar into the ruck as a pinch hitter and chuck Brander up forward. See what we can do. Who knows? He might do really good. Who knows? Uh, Cameron Groin, Bailey Williams, still another week, which is... He's been a week for like four weeks. Yo, we don't know. Venables, we don't know. And Rioli, round 23. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, Tom, look, Tom Rockliffe can't even get a game. He was, he was a sub. Uh, he was sub last week. You know, so that's how good probably Port Adelaide are going. Um, but for us to win, where are we going to win it, boys? Uh, I'm, I'm still in Wayne. I think the midfield is actually crucial for this one. Yep. I was opposite with the dogs because I knew our strengths. I wanted to play for our strengths. And just match it with the middle. This time, opposite. We need to dominate those that centre clearance. We need to shut both down. Uh, Nick that needs to dominate. Uh, she needs to keep getting the clearances, mm. and Callie needs to keep getting those um, inside fifties to JK and Darling. They're beautiful. And it'd be good to see one of them get a goal or two. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the scoreboard. I think two, the two for me, two of the biggest key players for us on the weekend is Tommy Barras and Brad Shepherd. Yep. I'm expecting, as we said earlier, Shep to go to... He, he's perennial at Robbie Gray. He goes to him. He's got a good record against him. And I think, Tommy, this is going to be a great test for him. Charlie Dixon's probably close to the top three or four big key forwards in the competition. And this is going to test Tommy and we he's playing good form. We've swapped, Wayne. You've gone the bats and I've gone the midfield. Yeah. We well, yeah. I, I'm going to go the mids. I'm with you, though, Dan. Yeah. I, I'm going to go the mids this week and I'm going to put it on the goat, as some people call him. If he kicks a goal, one or even two goals, we usually win a game of football. Mm. So she'd get forward of the board, don't go back, to stay forward. Um, and I reckon... We'll win just on that. If we can get one or two goals out of our mids, plus all our forwards kicking the goals, I reckon we'll win. And I reckon we could win quite comfortably if we get on top. Mm. I don't think it... Either way, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I hope we win. Well, going for the first time again. Thanks, good mate. Covers. I believe, and I hope it doesn't rain. I know there's rain forecast, but I hope it doesn't rain. It's mm. funny you said that, was it? Because we've played two games at Optus. First one was when Shuey went down and we still destroyed them. Second one, they destroyed us. So there hasn't been really a close game in Mm. Perth. So, yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Saturday night footy, um, and who knows? They, everyone's saying they're Port Adelaide are the team to beat, but they could be saying West Coast are back. Mm. You know, what the media's like every week is different. Oh, West Coast are back. Oh, they can't make that this week. So let's put it back up them, you know. Mm. Um, how much? Who's going to win and how much? Bye. Oh, I'm very nervous about this uh, game. My brother would be love hearing that. Um, I'm going West Coast. Go, yeah, I always go in my heart. I got to go West Coast. I'm going 26 goals. points. Uh, I'm going Port by uh, Boo. I just don't need to point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, behind everybody. Let's see. Let's hope it's a good game. Uh, let's hope it's like the uh, Bulldogs game, but. A different score and a different result. Um, we've got St Kilda coming up after that at Marvel, so that's going to be interesting. Collingwood back at Optus and then Geelong at Alphabet Stadium. Um, to everyone that listens to us, uh, 
put a review, a good review, hopefully, um, on all the podcast platforms you um, listen to and let us know which ones you listen to so we can get a gauge on uh, where we can push it out a bit more. Uh, if it's SoundCloud, if it's uh, Spotify, Apple or Google or any others, uh, give us a buzz. Um, we're going to post... Um, question things up next week on Facebook and Instagram page so get involved in that and let's hope for a good win this week hey boys yeah, that's, that's it, it. Yeah, definitely yeah. I love the fan questions so keep them coming yeah. in and um, ring up the Eagles and tell them to endorse us yeah. <laughs> go Eagles see you boys Trust me.